You're listening to a podcast by Abide Church and Pastor Dan DeBell in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We pray this podcast helps you live, love, and look more like Jesus this week. Enjoy the message. Isn't God good? And we only count uh, the salvations there that we had face-to-face through all the personal encounters that we had out on the field only the Lord knows through all the folks that tuned in across the, the different social platforms how many were truly born again. But I'm here to tell you, despite what the enemy brought for evil with COVID and all the crazy surroundings that came with COVID, God has something greater that's afoot on planet Earth right now today. And we saw it. The numbers amazing, the people that are not just even in the region we were in, even even other countries tuning in and seeing and being healed and receiving Christ and all-time records for us in Europe and Albania. I mean, it was well over 30,000 just within a week or a couple of weeks of us airing that. And then I think the number is up around right under 40,000. We've never had that many hear the gospel in any type of European outreach We just want to say, if you are stirred at any point during this message to go out to the other side of the world, there is a way to go during this, and man, it is the time to go. People are hurting. They're looking for answers. Many, many have lost so many loved ones, and this is the point of truly the salvation of God profusely abounding around the globe. Don't hesitate, sign up 10 days of your life, sign up on the global, I think we got a a screen where you can sign up. Uh, there's trips. Talk to our team back at the table here. Um, if, if you're starting your heart as well to get into more of doing missions, we shrunk, shrunk three years down to two semesters, and that's what our Global Venture School of Missions is. It's the next slide. Just go to missions.school, sign up, talk to our team. You can sign up right here and now. If, if you're stirred in your heart, and you're like, John, I want to do that. Either of those things, we want to invite you today to do so. If you can't go, help send substitutes. One of the greatest ways you can help send substitutes is by doing just like Pastor Dan and Leslie, uh, helping to partner. If, if you have any desire to, to help go, uh, signing up to be a monthly par- partner is our greatest need. We want to thank you in advance for touching souls Um, all around the globe. If you're like, John, I just want to stay in touch with what you're doing. I might not be able to go now. I'd like to hear where you're going, what you're doing, believe with you, pray. I want to know about future trips. I might sign up. All you have to do is scan one of the next slides. Just quickly scan that and fill out your information. We'll stay in touch with you. We're not a ministry that bombards you every other week with mail in your mailbox. We uh, just periodically let you know what God's doing around the world and how you can come out and be a part. Turn with me, when I was sharing, though, to Acts 10.38. And as you're turning to finish off the thought that I started with, right after I ministered, Pastor Dan came up to me at the conference, and both he and I had a stirring in our hearts. And as we compared what the Lord was putting in our hearts, it was like, yeah, yeah. 
That service that you're coming to abide to do is supposed to be about the supernatural, about miracles, about healing. God is moving in his power, in his demonstration in these days on planet earth, and I believe at all new heights. God doesn't diminish in what he's doing on the planet. No matter what goes on on the world stage, in governments, in nations, oh, we're heading towards a day where God Almighty, the angel's gonna fly down in the near future ahead and announce the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of that kingdom there shall be no end. That means from now till then, his move on the planet is gonna continue increasing, not diminishing, no matter what evil has tried to knock at the earth's door. God is greater, his salvation's mightier. And let's look in what Acts 10.38 says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Oh, so, so important to allow this scripture to sink deep into our spirits. The Amplified says this, those who were harassed and oppressed by the devil, the power of the devil, for God was with him. How many know the devil's the one that's come to harass and oppose humanity? Jesus came to give us life, John 10, 10, and life more abundantly. You don't have to wonder what the will of God is. The will of God is good and it's grand. He has a master plan for each and every one of our lives, each and every one of you. You don't have to wonder. It's not a plan of roughness, of toughness, of dismal. Well, I'm on a mountaintop, I'm in a valley. No, God wants to take you from faith to faith and from glory to glory. He has good and grand things in his divine plan for each and every one of your lives. Give him praise because he is the ancient of days and he is ordained good things for you. The first thing I want you to settle in your heart and that every, every person needs to settle in their heart when you read a scripture like this, is first and foremost, the devil is the oppressor. Too many times, religiosity points to God when all along it wasn't God. God, from the beginning, right there in the garden, had good for humanity, had good for mankind, had good for that first man and woman. It was the devil that lured them to make the choice of evil, the choice of sin. And from that moment forward, the enemy has been working overtime to try to bring sin, darkness, despair, death to the front door of every human being's heart, every human being's life. Because he ultra hates every human being because you and I are made in the very image of God. That means we're custom designed by God Almighty to carry his very power, his very presence, his very glory. And Satan hates that. That's why he wants to keep human beings from Jesus. He doesn't want human beings to step into the goodness of God. The goodness of God can only come by stepping into the goodness of Jesus by making him first Savior and Lord. Oh, but when we say yes to him, he comes in us and on us and makes us brand new from the inside out. Powerful. Another scripture passage that I wanna show you real quickly, I'm gonna read rather quickly so that we stay on pace, but that so draws this point home. And I wanna give you the second main point before I read this next scripture. 
First, the devil is the oppressor. Secondly, Jesus is your healer. If you're taking notes right beside that, put Jesus is my healer slash deliverer. It doesn't matter what you're facing. Sickness, disease, depression, inability to sleep right, heartache, heartbreak, no matter what you've been facing, Jesus is your healer, he is your deliverer, he is your answer. We see this so clearly in Luke 13, verse 10 through 17. We find a woman that's been tormented and oppressed by the devil for many, many years. And let's read, I'm gonna read from the NLT. One Sabbath day, as Jesus was teaching in a synagogue, he saw a woman who had been crippled by an evil spirit. She had been bent double for 18 years and was unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, dear woman, you are healed of your sickness. Then he touched her and instantly she could stand straight. How she praised God, but the leader in charge of the synagogue was indignant that Jesus had healed her on the Sabbath day. There are six days of the week for working, he said to the crowd. Come on those days to be healed, not on the Sabbath. But the Lord replied, you hypocrites, each of you works on the Sabbath day. Don't you untie your ox or your donkey from its stall on the Sabbath and lead it out for water? This dear woman, a daughter of Abraham, has been held in bondage by Satan for 18 years. Isn't it right that she be released even on the Sabbath? This shamed his enemies, but all the people rejoiced at the wonderful things he did. You know, this paints a very, very quick and clear picture of Jesus being the answer, Jesus being our Savior, Jesus being our healer, the deliverer, Satan being the oppressor, and religiosity most of the time, if not all, takes the side of Satan. Religiosity constrains and confines and says, not this day, not in this way, but Jesus says just the opposite. God says, every day and in any way, I'll always come through and give you your payday if you simply believe. It was Satan that bound this woman. Ultimately, Satan is the backer and bringer of sickness, disease, destruction, and death, but Jesus is the one that comes to bring us healing, wholeness, deliverance, clarity of mind. He is the one to bring us our miracle. I remember seeing a guy in Thailand that had been bent over just like this woman. Now, his situation, he had had a horrible auto accident years before. It was like around 30 years that he had been crippled over because of this car hitting him. He could only walk like this, couldn't even really look up to see you well. He had to turn like this. All his life since this auto accident, roughly 30 years before, and some of our crusade uh, coordinators there on the ground said, come tonight and Jesus will heal you. They noticed he had a huge Buddhist necklace hanging, I mean, beautiful silver necklace, huge Buddhist amulet hanging around his neck. They didn't focus on that. You know why? You don't have to focus on what people may believe or what backgrounds they are. If you just simply give people good news, 
There's a man across town that built a university that got in trouble a generation or so ago, good kind of trouble. The religious crowd didn't like it when he'd get up and say on TV or in his tent crusades, God is a good God and something good is going to happen to you today. But I'm here to tell you, that is the nature of God. He is a good God, and he has something good for each and every one in this room. Gospel itself means good news, not bad news. And I'm here to tell you, Jesus is here to do something good in your life because he is the author of all goodness. He is the author of freedom. He is the author of liberty. It doesn't matter what you've been through what's been done unto you, what's been spoken over you. God has a good report. God has freedom. God has a next level experience of great and mighty for you today and to give you a whole new set of tomorrows. It doesn't matter how many times you've tripped up, messed up, missed it, said the wrong things, done the wrong things. It doesn't matter how many times you failed. God has good for you and in your future today because he's a good God. Say he's a good God. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That man in Thailand came that night. He heard the good news of Jesus. And what Buddha couldn't do, what Krishna couldn't do, what the Hindu gods couldn't do, and you just go on down the line. Jesus did in one moment when he heard the gospel. I didn't even know his case, but Jesus did. And that man during the prayer of healing, a mass prayer, I didn't even touch him. He was out in the crowd. He went from being crippled over what the doctors, he'd been to every doctor he could get to. They all said, there's no hope. You'll be like this till the day you die. Jesus, in one moment, reversed what that accident, an injury car accident did, and he straightened all the way up, was walking all over the front of the, down below the stage, and then all over the stage, healed by Jesus. To the point that it, you can bring up our show, it's in season one, You look at the healing and miracles episode, he literally takes pliers and he had it permanently attached around his neck. He pried off the, the amulet of Buddhism because Jesus had forever changed his life. That night he made Jesus Savior and Lord because Jesus did what no other could do. He healed him. Well, these miracles aren't just for overseas. One of the greatest misnomers the enemy has tried to propagate in the American churches, well, Brother John, those miracles happen at the, that level overseas because those people have never heard about Jesus. Do you know a generation or two ago in T.L. Osborne's day, a man that was the pioneer of mass healing crusades, he was the first I know of in recent generations to pray over masses of people never touching them, but the power of the Spirit of God, the power of the Word would go forth, and people would be healed by the hundreds, if not even more, just by that power going forth. In his day, they said, well, those miracles happen here in America because we know about God, so we're more the people of God. Isn't it interesting? Jesus made it very, very clear This woman being a daughter of Abraham, you know, even under the old covenant, very much under the old covenant, they were aware of a covenant right of healing and miracles. One of the names of God in the old covenant for the Hebrew people was Jehovah Rapha, God our healer. They had scriptures like Psalms 103, verse two and three that says, oh, don't forget any of his benefits, God's benefits, who uh, forgives all our iniquities, who heals all our diseases. They were aware. So he shamed 
the religious hypocrite leaders of his day when he said, shouldn't this woman being a daughter of Abraham for sure be healed on the day that God created for man? Jesus had to straighten them out another time when his disciples were eating some stuff on the Sabbath day, picking some stuff because they were hungry. He said, wait a minute, God didn't make man for the Sabbath. He made Sabbath for man. Everything in the plan of God is about and for man. It is man word because God so loved the world. He loves you and me with an infinite, immeasurable love that will never let us go if we'll simply receive it. It doesn't matter what we've done, where we've been. Nothing's too difficult for him because he is a good God that ever has us on his mind, on his heart. No, this doesn't just happen overseas, it happens here. Their argument there was, well, they won't, he won't heal them in, them in them heathen cultures over there in T.L. Osborne's day. No, God so loved the world. He loves people from every culture, every spiritual background, every belief system. He loves the world and wants to reveal who he is to them, and the way he does that is by us sharing Jesus to them. Do you know these same miracles we see right here in America in the early days of my ministry, I was out in North Carolina, and I'll never forget a precious African-American woman. She was a great-great-grandmother. They had brought her in, and she was bent over just like that. In a little tiny church, I was ministering with a dear friend of mine. He had set the meeting up, and we watched as the power of God came on that precious lady, and she went, they said, oh, we don't know. She's been like this a long time. I don't even think they knew her age for sure. I said, how old is she? And they just said, very, very old. (laughs) So I couldn't find out how long has she been like this? How old is she? All I can tell you, though, is she went from not even being able to see me in the eye to the power of God coming on her, her straightening all the way up, and then that precious eye ancient, precious African-American woman got so excited because what Jesus had done, she started jumping up and down like this. Woo! We ought to be that excited about the good things God does. We can hoop and holler at March Madness and that type of thing. We can sure get excited about the reality of a living God that frees us, blesses us, lifts us up, makes us what nothing else on planet Earth can do can make us. This power is real. It's for us today, and God has not changed. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's important to know Satan is the oppressor. Jesus is your healer. Last, the last two points, have faith in God. You have the faith. Say, I have the faith. Sometimes there's a misnomer that you gotta study and read like years and years and years to get faith in your heart to receive a miracle, and that's not true. The moment you hear a word of God, faith rises in your heart. That's how God's designed all of us to operate. If you go on down and you read the scripture right after this passage of this woman being healed, Jesus In verse 18 and 19, it says, what is the kingdom of God like? How can I illustrate it? It's like a tiny mustard seed that a man planted in a garden. It grows and becomes a tree, and the birds make nests in its branches. Well, that's the kingdom of God. If we take it a step further, in Luke 17, verse 5 and 6, it says, the apostles said to the Lord, show us how to increase our faith. Here they're looking for some heavy revy on, man, how do we have massive mega faith? 
And Jesus goes on and said, if you had faith even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, may you be uprooted and be planted in the sea and it would obey you. Mark 11, 23 and 24, Jesus takes it from a mulberry tree to a mountain. Listen, all it takes is a speck of faith and every single human being on the planet has been given that measure, that ability to believe. In Romans 12, verse three, it says, all of us are given a measure of faith. All we have to do is we don't have to worry, do I have great faith, do I, is it huge, is it mega? Man, if you just have a speck of faith, all you have to do is believe with it. The moment you believe, man, it causes God's power to move heaven and earth on your behalf. It doesn't matter what you've been facing. It doesn't matter how long it's been going on. I don't wanna just tell you stories from 20 or so years ago here in America. Just a couple of few months ago, I was in a small church, much, much smaller than this church out in Colorado. Partner church, just like this church. And there was a man well into his 70s, as I recall, who had had hearing aids for years. And I didn't know it, he had real bad acid reflux. I could see the hearing aids, he even told me tonight, I want you to pray for this, I need, uh, I want healing in this area. I found out later, the pastor called me, he said, John, this man for years, he's wanted to praise and worship God without those hearing aids. Because, you know, speakers are so loud in today's tech world and it kind of messes with hearing aids. He said it's been kind of a miserable thing for him in corporate worship because of the loudness of the speakers and them trying to adjust, you know, the hearing aids tried to be adjusted. Do you know God instantly opened his ears? He took both hearing aids out, heard perfectly, and I didn't even know it, the acid reflux thing, he loves spicy food. You know God healed him. Now, I'm gonna tell you the whole story. A lot of ministers don't. That pastor called me just a couple of months later and he said, John, that man stepped over to heaven. Well, he had lived past the minimum promise he was well into his 70s. It shows you that healing is part of the covenant even when you're old and you might be approaching all of us one day or another. We'll cross, if Jesus tarries in his return, we'll cross death's door and step over to eternity. But the covenants and the rights and privileges of Jesus being our healer are so strong that Jesus opened this man's ears. And that's what the pastor told me. He said his last days were truly better than his first. He hadn't been able to praise God like that and hear all the nuances of praise and worship and enter in, and he hadn't been able to eat spicy food in the last month or so of his life. He enjoyed both like never before. Just a few months ago. Why? Because Jesus is, just as Hebrews 13, eight says, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Right now, I just want us to focus in on him because he's here to do miracles. If you would, stand to your feet all over the building. Stand to your feet. And I want to first pray a prayer that ushers each and every person into the greatest miracle of all, and that's salvation spiritually. If you're here this morning and you're not sure of your eternal destination. We all have an eternal destination and God Almighty and, and John Smithwick wants it to be heaven for every single person in the room. Heaven doesn't happen by being a good person or doing good works. It happens simply by receiving what Jesus did. Jesus died, shed his blood, took our place of judgment by dying in our place at the cross, on the cross, 
On the third day, he rose from the grave and he's Lord of the universe. He now offers every single human being eternal life through him. If we simply just believe and say, come into our heart and our life, I give you my heart and my life. I wanna just pray that prayer with everyone in the room. Put your hand on your heart right now. I know most of us already believe in Jesus, but even if there's just one that might have wandered in off the street today that's never experienced that, it's so worth it for that one. Or if maybe you're not where you need to be with the Lord Jesus, the moment you pray this prayer, if you simply mean it from your heart, man, he cleanses you, he forgives you of all unrighteousness. Just say this, dear God, I believe these things about Jesus. I know he died for me. I know he shed his holy blood. I know after three days of being buried, he rose from the grave and that he's Lord of the universe. Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Cleanse me of every sin. Forgive me of every wrongdoing. I give you my life fully. I make you my Lord, my master and king. In your holy name, in Jesus' name, amen. Now, right now, we're gonna pray a prayer of healing. I'm gonna pray it. And I believe healing and miracles are gonna happen in this house. It doesn't matter if you're just in visiting today. Jesus loves you and he is here, ready and willing to heal you. One time in scripture, there was a man that was a leper who under the law didn't deserve even to be around inhabited areas. He wasn't supposed to be near people, but he risked it all to get near to Jesus because he said, maybe, maybe Jesus will heal me. The story's found in Matthew 8, verse 1 through 4. And he went and he said, are you willing to heal me? He knew he was already condemned, unclean under the law of Moses. But Jesus answered the question once and for all. He said, I'm willing. Jesus is still willing today because John 6, 38, Jesus said, I didn't come down from heaven to do my own will. I came to do the will of him that sent me. Jesus saying, I will, and ministering healing to that leper. Settled the question once for all ages. Jesus is the healer. The same yesterday, today, and forever. Whatever area you're hurt in, if it's physical, I want to ask you. You can put your hand wherever you physically might have the problem. If it's too difficult to reach, I don't want you stretching down and reaching your heel if it's hard to... Just put your hand on your chest if you can't touch that area. Or if you've had, you know, maybe headaches or migraines or maybe thoughts that have bombarded your mind, you can put your hands on your head. If you've had a broken heart, you again, you can put your hand right there on your chest, your heart. As I pray, Jesus, by his spirit and power, is going to touch you right there, right now, as your hands laid on yourself. I'm gonna say a very brief prayer and I want you to envision Jesus walking up to you. I want you to envision Jesus saying to you that voice of authority and power, just like he said to the leper, I will heal you. Be made clean, be made whole. I want you to envision that right now. I want you just to drink in his, not just his presence, but his miracle power Oh, that power that will mend a broken heart and give a new beginning. 
that power that will drive off insomnia or panic attacks in one moment will break addictions no matter what they are. That that power that will bring life to a barren womb, cause conception to occur, bring hearing to deaf ears and sight to blind eyes, cause pain to leave every part of your body and being. Right now, envision him healing you and envision yourself doing what you could not do before. His power is already flowing. I actually don't even have to say the full prayer because he's already begun to heal people. There's differences happening. Miracles are happening. I know my Jesus. He's walking these aisles. He's manifesting right here, right now in Abide Church. So in the name and authority of the risen Jesus, I command every sickness and every disease, every pain, every problem, whether spiritual, solical, or physical, to leave your bodies and beings now. Right now, every trace of the pain go. Deaf ears open and hear. Blind eyes open and see. Joints, vertebrae, discs be healed. Tendons, ligaments, muscles, tendons be made whole now. Full range of motion in your backs, in your necks, in your limbs, in your digits, in your feet, in your toes. Thank you, Lord God. Every joint is free right now. Right, oh, miracles are happening. Pain is going completely right now. Right now. Right now. In Jesus' name, cancer, tumors, warts, growths are withering at the cellular root level now and disappearing right now. Hernia is mending in the name of Jesus. Migraines vanishing in the name of Jesus. Every pain, every problem, every disease whether it has a name or it's undiagnosable, leaves you now because the healing power of God proliferates and saturates your entire body and being right now. And in the name and authority and power of Jesus, begin to do what you could not do. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Abide Church podcast. If you'd like to partner with us financially, or if you're in the Tulsa area and would like to attend our weekly gathering, you can check out AbideChurch.com.